What a beautiful pass from Deggy to Isaiah Esdale. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Columbia's got the snap, dropping back, steps up, they got him sacked. Back at the 44-yard line. They rolled him up and they brought him down. Columbia sacked. For the first time this afternoon, it is a six-yard loss. Dante Stills and Hakeem Mesidor make the hit on Columbia. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I like cut courtesy of the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. The dulcet tones of the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi. Who joins us now? Honored to have a uh, longtime voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers uh, with us. And Tony, good afternoon to you. How you doing? Hi, JMO. How are you? Good to hear your <laughs> voice, buddy. Appreciate it. You too. So Aaron is here in the studio, and he's talking about what a short night it's going to be Friday. He's got to work late, got to get up early for our tailgate show. I told him just switch his watch to, to Eastern time, and it'll be an hour later. That's exactly right. Yeah. We we delight. We delight when we come on the road and it's 11 a.m. wherever we're playing. We absolutely love that. You take that noon Eastern time kickoff on Saturday. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's uh, and as you know, John, whenever you go on the road, you want to get there. You, you, when you're home, you want to play at night. When you're on the road, you want to get in, get out. So exactly. um, especially with the travels, it's better that way. Exactly. And you know all about travel. <laughs> has, has that gotten any better? I mean, are, have you just gotten used to it or, you know, where where are you with all your travel? John, I'm in the camp that it really doesn't matter. To, yeah. You know, the blatant the blatant truth of it is this: while coaches just always have to have something to um, discuss or cite as reasons, what's the reality? The reality is this: we're in the air at maximum two hours more. Mm-hmm. Most likely, it's between seventy-five to ninety minutes more. You know, and I know, John. That only means that's. We'd, we'd be in the hotel. So what's it matter? So to me, um, it just it is what it is, and that's that's the that's the price you have to pay in order to do this. That's a great approach. I like your approach. Very good. Uh, how's my man Neil Brown? I, you know, you know, I like Neil Brown, and uh, watched his entire press conference. Uh, rewatched that today. How, how's he doing right now? He's struggling. He's hurting. Uh, Everyone's hurting. He's hurting. His staff's hurting. Players are hurting. The fans are hurting. And for, you know, the reasons is that uh, we've we've lost three games by a combined total of 12 points. Each of the last two weeks, we've lost on a, basically at Oklahoma, it was the last play of the game. It was a walk-off. And on Saturday, we had a field goal and we got the ball back with 18 seconds to go. So really super painful losses. And I think what's got people upset is that the all three have been self-inflicted. You know, uh, you can go back and say four turnovers at Maryland. You could say you were had the ball at the half-yard line against OU. You jumped off sides, and you had to settle for three instead of seven. And then last week, um, you fell asleep. And we're talking about what time the game starts. Someone forgot to tell the Mountaineers last week what time the game started. They <laughs> got right. down 17 to nothing and then outscored the uh, Red Raiders 20 to 6, but it was too late. So I think that's probably a huge part of the frustration is that it's not that they're being run off the field, but it's they're running themselves off the field. That's the biggest deal. Yeah. 
How about uh, the two quarterbacks? How's that working? How are they used? Uh, Who's playing? Is Daggy playing more than Green right now? He is. Daggy is the uh, is the guy that'll get the bulk of the snaps. They're trying to sprinkle in Green. The reason behind it is that Green gives the ability to run and attack the perimeter. And Jarrett, that's just not his game. Uh, Jarrett is a much more developed passer and does not give you that flexibility to attack the perimeter. And so I think what they're trying to do, John, is find the best of both worlds and doing that. However, that comes at a risk because until you really get that in a rhythm and comfortable, you're making substitutions and bringing a quarterback in and out during a series, and it cost uh, West Virginia a timeout on Saturday when they could have used it later in the game because – they run a whole different series of plays when Green's out there compared to Deggy. They put Green out, and as you probably heard Neil on his press conference, he called to play for Deggy. Right. But Green was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so you blew a timeout there. We had another situation where a kid just had a missed assignment. You blew another one. And so, as you know, when you don't have an overabundance of talent, you cannot make mistakes. And those are the things that have proven to be fatal to this point. All right, uh, are you guys ever going to run out of Stills Brothers in the in the defensive line? There's one more. I know there is. I know. And those <laughs> no, guys have eaten us know. up. Yeah, well, I tell you what's weird, what's crazy, is that I, I don't know if the other one will be a you know a, a Division One player. But what's crazy is that not only have we had Darius and Dante. But on our basketball team, and you're familiar with this, John, we've got Jalen Bridges. Oh, yeah. And he, he's from the same high school. Huh. And, and I'm telling you what, I don't know how to put it into context for your listeners, but that is not this, like, it's not one of those high schools like in Austin, Texas, that has, like, all these D1 guys. I mean, it's a small little school. Huh. And, and as a result of that, it doesn't even play in the highest classification in West Virginia. Wow. And so for, to have that many guys come out of there, it's pretty amazing. I uh, you remember how those guys have just eaten us up uh, Darius Stills I think had five and a half sacks in two games against Baylor and I was yeah. so surprised last year when he didn't get drafted I thought on his Baylor games alone you know he would have gotten drafted did he catch on with anybody he has not he okay. was with the Raiders I think John in that particular case size wise literally the height yeah. um, probably was his was his downfall yeah. and sometimes you you see that but he didn't have that typical NFL size for that position and at this point he's out mm. and when you say there's one more of the Stills brothers that's one after Dante right that's one after Dante oh my yeah. gosh okay um, yeah. yeah, he is, and I think he's still in. I, I can't keep track. Maybe high school, or, but uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly where he is as far as you know that level of play. That's wild, isn't it? Uh, isn't it amazing when you look at this series? How four of the last five games have been one score games. I mean, we've had some yeah. really tight games here lately. We have, and I was talking with Neil earlier today about it that this series that has you know was only in existence. This will be the tenth. Uh, or, yeah, this will be 10. We've played 10. This will be 11. Mm-hmm. Um, these have been unbelievable games. Our very first game no one will ever forget in the league was the 70-63. to 63. And then the next year you guys were laying in wait <laughs> and, and ran us off. And then we got you guys, I think, when you were top five, like you might have been three or four um, in just this penalty-marred mess 
And so I, they've been spirited. They've settled down because I was, again, you know, chatting with Neil about it today. When we first started playing one another, you guys had receivers with one foot on the sideline and the other foot on the sideline, and yeah. so did we, right? Yeah. Everything was right. vertical. Right. And now um, with the way you guys are playing, everything is much more – it's run-based or it's run based and, and, and things like that. And so uh, it certainly has changed. Even the style of play has changed. Along those lines, uh, what's going on in the West Virginia running game? I mean, I, th- I think of Letty Brown as a really, really solid Big 12 back, but it, it just looks like the productivity hadn't been there on a consistent basis. Two things. I think that the offensive line hasn't improved as much as we thought it would be, and it's still extremely young. Uh, this is a really young team, John. Uh, 71% of the guys on offense are freshmen, sophomores. 60% on defense are freshmen, sophomores. Everyone on the offense that you'll see on Saturday can come back next season. In all likelihood, Letty Brown, the running back, will go. And other than that, that kind of that, that underscores the youth on this team when you think about it, that everyone can come back. And so I think the O-line has not developed as quickly as they had hoped. And I don't necessarily think that Letty to this point is having the kind of season uh, that he had hoped for. And hopefully, you know, he snaps back because he was a a thousand yard rusher last year. And at this point, it's going to be a struggle to get there. Yeah. And I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying, I I I think very highly of him. Yeah, I really do. Um, How do you think this game plays out? Uh, Low scoring, mid scoring, high scoring? Uh, We know it's going to be close. I mean, you can just anticipate it being close in the end. Yeah, we'll talk about coming the full circle. So, that, as I mentioned earlier, that first game between these two teams was 133 points. Right. The odds makers for Saturday have the over/under at 41. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so, so I think I think we're probably leaning that way. To yep. me, John, this game comes down to what I mentioned when we first started chatting, and that is: Does West Virginia continue to suffer through self-inflicted wounds? In other words. Is West Virginia going to turn it over? Um, Are they going to commit penalties? I do think that this game comes back to a real root and basic principle of the game of football, and that is who can run it. And obviously you guys are going to try, and I don't know exactly what plan of attack we have, but if West Virginia cannot stop or neutralize the Bears on the ground, then we'll put ourselves in in a difficult spot. We've got to be able to neutralize and stop the run, and then the whole thing comes down to do you hold on to it, and can you stop beating yourself with those penalties? Those will, those will be the telltale signs. And I think at the end of the game, that's what we'll do. We'll just look at that and say turnovers, penalties, uh, rush defense, where are you? That probably is going to lead us to who has more points. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely with that. Hey, final thought, uh, and I'm not sure if we've talked about this, but what do you think about the four new schools that will be added to the Big 12? Uh, best case scenario, I think, for what we were put into. And, you know, with those two leaving, I do think those four uh, make a lot of sense at this point. And, you know, good with it. Uh, we will, for West Virginia, getting back to the time and the whole thing, uh, it will give us two teams in the East Coast. Yeah. And so with Central Florida and with Cincinnati. And, 
So, you know, really good programs. Obviously, Cincinnati's just having an unbelievable year. We know that Central Florida is absolutely committed to doing it at an extremely high level. Uh, BYU has proven uh, that they are, you know, viable each and every year, and they want to be really, really good. And so for those reasons, uh, I think that those are, those are good additions in a, uh, you know, in an unfortunate, in my opinion, in an unfortunate situation um, that happened. I I understand the the thought process for Texas and Oklahoma, but I really super wonder out loud if five, seven, eight years from now, once they're in and doing the thing, if they look at it and say that was a great move on our part. I'm wondering that. Yeah, very good point. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, always great to visit with you. Look forward to seeing you Saturday. And, again, thanks for your time today. Well, John, I look forward to seeing you, and from what I'm told, I won't be able to – I won't need to look for you. All I'll see is this unbelievable shining gleam coming off your basketball national championship <laughs> ring. That's how I'll know where you are. I got you. Where's, where's Morris? Yeah. Just follow the shine from the ring. <laughs> that is great. Tony, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thanks. Okay, buddy. Be All good. Right. See you Saturday. Thanks. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Tony Caridi, the great voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers.